We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Absolutely Epic Early Week Podcast. I'm your host, Dean. Dean, 7 out of 4, if you want to get all technical on me. It's a, it's week 10. We're in double digits. We made it, boys. Uh, leading off, batting first. Let's have Bobby lead off because he's fully distracted. He's currently sweating a game. It's going to mean nothing if you listen to the podcast like on Tuesday or Wednesday or so, but it's a Monday night, and Bobby's uh, he's sweating some, uh, some Nuba, the association. Uh, uh, hopefully uh, you can, we can get your full attention, and hopefully you're not uh, doing your laundry as you're watching some basketball, but uh, happy to have you on the pod there, Bobby. We got halftime of the final game, 17 points out of first place. Obviously, other people behind you could catch you here, but in a pretty, uh, pretty amazing spot here where i am uh, got Cat going. He's got 30, 38 right now, so I'm pretty excited. It's got a, got a good chance to, to, to win a big tournament, so that's always fun. Um, didn't play heavy this NFL weekend, had a, a family uh, thing I had to go to that was uh, important and terrific on its own. I played a couple lineups uh, on each site, uh, didn't do well with any of them, was a little too stuck on for some reason. Uh, I guess the Minnesota passing game is what let me down. Uh, I did play a lot of, uh, I did, you know, in three out of the four, I think I had either one or both of Hopkins and Julio, and I tried a lot of things and and a couple different things, but mostly just kept like the core of this Minnesota for some reason, um, which obviously didn't help. And I decided, you know, if I'm only going to play a few lineups, I'm going to fade the Rams and um, fade the Rams game mostly. Uh, didn't really work out for me. Didn't, you know, I, I just didn't play Michael Thomas, I guess. That killed me. Um, anyway, not a great week for me, but a, a good personal week and uh, really excited about uh, what could hopefully be a really nice NBA night. Uh, knock on the nearest piece of wood I've got. Um, anyway, yeah. How did you guys, uh, how was your guys' week? I did pretty well. well let's bring uh, Let's bring Grant to the podcast. How did week, uh, week nine go for you? I mean, for outside of cash, full on fade of Gurley. Um, worked out fantastic, I would say. Uh, except for I went all in on AP and still ended up winning a decent amount of money, which is ridiculous to me. But uh, yeah, I had a lot. I had a few like 184 lineups, 187, 191 lineups with Adrian Peterson in them. And that's kind of infuriating. Uh, by the way, the reason why he didn't do well, I'll tell you why. Because you keep calling him by the wrong nickname. It's not a. It's not AP. It's I'm a- not calling him by his nickname, you idiot, Dean. I'm calling him by his initials. <laughs> well, why don't you call Michael Thomas MT? Why don't you do that? Because right, fine, MT. <laughs> Let's just do that about everybody. Who, because- who do you like in quarterback this week? I like PM this week in quarterback. Who do you like? <laughs> I'm a big fan of RF. <laughs> How long can we keep this up for for the podcast? Oh Two my god, three minutes tops. <laughs> yeah, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out already. <laughs> what a terrible idea. Uh, yeah, let's kind of backtrack out of that. Um, yeah, last week actually worked out okay for me. And, and you know, you know how we do like our—I don't know what do we even call it—like our bold calls or like our our, our wager, like whatever we do as far as the tweets or consequences. That's what the kids call it, right? That's yeah. what they called it last year. Um, you know, we at the end of the podcast, we each take a player, and uh, one of us took Hunt, one of us took uh, Kamara, that was me, and then one of us took. Uh, um, Oh, who was the last one? Who am I missing, guys? CMC. Yeah. Oh, CMC. <laughs> You're keeping it up there, aren't you? <laughs> For the <laughs> <on> brand. <laughs> like we could just call him CM, though, can't we? But all right. Nonetheless. Uh, and I just – I played a lot of lineups with just those three dudes, and they all absolutely smashed. 
And I, I guess I think Bobby had the lowest, you know, point per dollar score. We're punishing him, but I, I, I feel like we shouldn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm showing mercy. I feel like we shouldn't punish Bobby. Like they were all good picks. Uh, you, know, you know who deserves to be punished is all of us. We took chalky picks. It was early in the week, but we still could have sniffed that out. That's not what we do on bold calls. That's not what we're here for. We got to bring the people. Well, no, it was bold I, in the I, fact I, that none of us picked Gurley. None of us picked Gurley, and we were like, we "We're going point per dollar." Yeah, in the seven K range, Gurley wasn't an option. No, we we we. Bobby, you got to speak for yourself because uh, you say with picking shot picks is not what we do. It's not what you do. It's what I do. <laughs> Stay off my lawn. <laughs> that's that's my whole deal. I'm all about that. More than shot happy. Part. That lawn is all good. You can you can have it to yourself. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about the tweets and the whole deal later on the show. We kind of backload our silliness, and you guys stick around the entire pod. We reward you. We we reward you with the chance to win yourself a nice, uh, luxurious uh, Rotor Runners T-shirt. If you just uh, kindly answer our uh, our question of the week in the comment section where it's posted on rotorgrounders.com. And, of course, we'll give out a T-shirt to somebody that uh, responded last week. But uh, we got to dive in. we got to talk about the slate, boys. Uh, week 10, double digits. Uh, as always, we talk about the main slate. We're recording this on Monday night, so this is our first look. I haven't completely dug in just yet, obviously. It's brand-new start of the week. Monday night football just went down. Um we don't talk about the Thursday night game, which is Carolina and Pittsburgh. So cross those teams out. Dallas and Philly, cross them off the list. They're playing Sunday night. The Giants and San Francisco. Thank God we don't talk about that game. What a disaster that'll be. Uh, so it's an 11-game slate because two teams. Uh, last week there were 16 that's on by. This week there's four. That's Denver, Baltimore, Houston, and Minnesota do not play. All right, Grant. Uh, how are we attacking the slate? Because well, we don't have New Orleans and uh, – the Rams playing with their 60 total, but there are some uh, pretty appealing totals out there. There's some pretty positive, I think 33 as far as a team total for Kansas city. We'll talk about that one. Uh, that total in the game, I believe it's around what uh, in the fifties or so, but their actual team totals 33 because they're playing against Arizona and they're kind of inept. Grant, uh, save me from this rant. There you go. We're going to tease that. We're going to get a grants right later on the show as well, too. Uh, how are we assessing, uh, you know, first look overall slate, big picture, what are our thoughts? Uh, I mean, big picture, who knows? There's a lot of teams with high implied team totals, but there's not many places where I really want to attack that badly. I mean, yeah, Casey, 33 implied team total, 16 and a half spread. Uh, Rogers, 28-point implied total, nine-point spread. The the only two semi-close ones are uh, New Orleans versus Cincinnati and Atlanta versus Cleveland, which the Atlanta-Cleveland game I think is going to be one of the best spots to get a whole bunch of guys in there. I mean, the problem is that Cleveland's still the best pass defense in the entire league, um, which I don't think will factor in too much with Matt Ryan, but it's definitely a tougher-than-normal spot. I don't know if there's really a game stack week for me. This is going to be a lot more of finding random little value plays and then off-the-board stuff. Um, I still want to pay up for top-priced running backs like I do every single week because it keeps paying off. We essentially have a situation where with the higher-scoring offenses this year, we have so many more than just like last year or two years ago it was David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, and then last year it was Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell and Kamara. Like there are a lot of incredibly high scoring running backs this year. And you have just so much more to uh, choose from where you're getting locked in 20 to 35 points almost every single week. Bobby, how about yourself? What's your assessment as far as first peak in the slate? Uh, the first thing that sort of jumps out at me is that, Somehow Seattle's in the playoff picture-ish. Uh, this is a miracle, hopeful game for them. And I think that they that, that game is just interesting. Like, um, I think you could stack it. And I know it's not going to be like – like, I'm sure the Houston people will be on it. But I sort of like the Seattle side of this. And, uh, you know, we've seen what these receivers have done to the, to the Rams lately. Uh, so that sort of jumped out at me. It's, you know, again, it's a first look. I'm a little distracted by the, the NBA. But the other thing that <laughs> I think that I'm just going to keep trying to attack, and it's there's a couple of mistakes that I've made, a couple of things I've done really well. One, one of the things I've done well is I've stayed consistent in my attacking Tampa Bay every week, having my most, my most owned or one of my most owned tight ends beat against Tampa Bay. Um, I've also played way too much Jordan Reed. So those are my two problems. I don't even know. How to <laughs> so it's sort of a funny situation here, but I think that as of right now, I'm actually considering Reed or Davis in this spot. 
And I sort of like a Redskins stack passing attack along with the Bay, like Tampa Bay. Like, I think this is a weird spot. Like, you know, you, you know, depending on if he plays, like I wouldn't even mind like taking a shot on, I don't know if Thompson's going to be healthy or not, but I guess, you know, or even dots, everybody's just so cheap. You could just sort of pay up for whatever you want elsewhere. And I, I think that even with all these crazy Tampa Bay totals, I don't think you're going to see much ownership for this game because the inconsistency and the lack of real, you know, receivers for Washington. But I think there's upside for Dotson just because the environment alone, and I am going to want to play one of these tight ends against Tampa Bay, um, as well as pass catching backs and, and Chris Thompson fit that mold too. I know that's my, maybe a reach, um, but it's just an early thought that I had. Yeah, Grant, we kind of touched on this before the show. What are the, uh, the immovable object versus the unstoppable force? What is the opposite of that? And that's the, the, the inept Washington passing versus uh, the dreadful defense of Tampa. I, I, look, I mean, I guess this is an interesting place to start. Like, Alex Smith is 5.3K on TK um, against, the, you know, if not the worst pass defense in all of football, certainly in the top, you know, on the family feed board. But it's Alex Smith, and, like, I think uh, before last week, he didn't throw to a – he didn't have a receiver that had, like, 65 yards individually the entire season. So if you're going to play him, who wants to play naked Alex Smith, right? And who do you pair him with? Uh, we saw what's-his-name at a breakout game, uh, Maurice Harris. Uh, we don't know who's going to be healthy at this point going forward, but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, I have a hard time getting excited over playing Alex Smith, but I understand the matchup's really good. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's – a little tough to play Alex Smith, but all his wide receivers and all of his – I mean, I think Paul Richardson is out for this game. I'm going to double-check. I think I heard somewhere that he had an injury and he might be out of season. Um, I could be, yeah, he just got put on He's IR. on IR, I believe, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Um, so, realistically, who's, who's the most expensive wide receiver in the entire uh, – like, receiver straight up overall is Jeremy Reed – or Jordan Reed at 4,400. Like, I don't well, think he, he got gets... dinged, too. Didn't he get dinged as well? Yeah, but if we don't have him, then we have Vernon Davis versus the wor- <laughs> one of the worst teams in the league versus the tight end. Uh, Vernon Davis still had five receptions and seven targets this last game. Um, there's no reason to think that he can't beat up on this Tampa Bay defense. Um, Alex Smith is still a decent quarterback. It's just, like, it's, he has to be going against a terrible team, and he can't be – putting his team on his shoulders in any given game. So if he's just a game manager, I mean, I think this could be another, if Chris Thompson plays, he's going to destroy, just absolutely destroy uh, this Tampa Bay defense. If he doesn't play, then it could be an AP game, but I still think likely one to two to three guys in this offense as a receiver end up making value. And my best guess is going to be a tight end and then Harris and Doxson. Yeah, if Reed doesn't play, we're going to have, like, everybody – tight end's obviously pretty gross this season, and you want to get in there as cheap as possible and just, you know, have it not be too painful. Vernon Davis is 2.8K on DK. Like, that's going to be the chalk play. Vernon Davis, chalk play in 2018. Uh, that's a big if as far as Reed. Obviously, stay tuned. We're on a Monday podcast. We don't know. Can't predict the injuries going forward. Um Hey, Derek, way, this is the year for it. Derek Rose just scored 50 real life points in the game. And <laughs> not only like, he's like a legitimately really good basketball player again. And then he got late scratch the next day because he's like 30, little really old 30. Well, you're just thinking um, from the DFS. I'm just talking about overall. It's we're in a crazy, crazy world. Yeah, we're right. You keep wanting to make Chris Thompson ha- happen and Bobby as well, but we have shiny new tool, like new and like, you know, it's kind of sort of new, but it's new and improved. How about that? We have new and improved, new and improved Chris Thompson. You know what that's called? Bibbs? No, it's not. A, he's on a different team. Oh, um, CMC? No, DJ. No, no, no. Not David Johnson, though. It's Duke Johnson, man. Oh, yeah. No, oh, my you know God. What? I'm not going to talk about it. The one week I don't script because I have an event to go to, and I don't want to get into it. Oh, boy. I guess you like you wanted to play Duke and you didn't play Duke. Well, uh, it's my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, that the, the matchup against Atlanta, that they tend to yield the catches to the uh, receiving backs. Is that a thing there, Robbie? That certainly is. Grant, you can confirm? I can confirm. So what do we do? Now, okay, obviously the new coaches there in Cleveland. Uh, Duke obviously caught, what, nine passes last week. Is that a fluke? Is that going to be an outlier? Like all we have is just this one game to go off of. Or, like, going forward, is he going to get, like, seven or eight or nine catches? Uh, and is it, are you okay playing a running back that basically doesn't run the ball? 
Uh, I mean, what, he, he's probably going to run the ball a bit this week, I would assume. Um, he's going to be in the game a lot more, uh, would be my guess. There's a decent chance they're going to be coming from behind, but I don't need him to carry the ball at all. I mean, fantasy wins aren't really – or fantasy points aren't really dictated that much by rushing in a lot of different scenarios. And you want to pass catching back way more. But this, he's, he's the best play on the entire slate, just plain and simple. He's whoa, the best whoa. play on the entire – that's he's 4-7. Like, he's not – like, last week he was 3-8. Freddie Kitchen jokes, I think we're trying to get the ball to Duke Johnson 45 times this game. Yes. What happened? He only got it to him eight times or nine times, I think it was. He ran the ball once and he, he caught the – well, that, that's nine catches. And then Harry the one, I think that's ten touches. So, okay, he was 35 short. Um, We've been waiting for him to get unleashed for a lot. No, it's a great spot. I agree with you. Yeah, they, there's one thing that made him not be good in the fantasy for the last two years, and you know what? You know what that is? Uh, I'm gonna guess it, it certainly couldn't have been his coach, right? It was his coach. You are in fact incorrect there. It was Hugh oh. Jackson. Oh well, I suppose. But again, like, uh, do you think Duke Johnson's gonna get eight, nine, ten catches going forward? Uh, Does he do need to at that? that price? He's forty-seven hundred. He's got to get like seven because he's not going to run the ball. Yeah, who else are they going to throw the ball to? They're going to be going up against Atlanta in a high-scoring affair, and Baker Mayfield is throwing the ball, what, 40 times a week? You've got to assume that 10 are going to Landry, eight are going to Duke Johnson every week because who are they going to throw the ball to, Perriman? It would be better if the game was in Atlanta, I think, but I agree with Grant's overall like point. I, I should be clear. I, I'm just, you know, playing devil's advocate here. Like, I, I think well, you're like, very bad at it. <laughs> I'm just asking the questions. I'm not dying on, like, Duke Johnson's a bad play hill. Uh, he looks like a great play, uh, you know, looking at it on Monday. It's just sort of weird looking at a guy that, that's a running back that doesn't run the ball. And it's, it wasn't last week. It was the week before the week before that as well. Like, he just does not get carries. And they have, you know, uh, a running back that's going to get, like, 15, 20 touches as far as in the backfield. So it's – it's interesting. It's a different way of looking at it, but, you know, I guess uh, he can get there just through catching the ball for sure. But let's jump the quarterback. Sure, why not? Uh, Mahomes is 7.2K against Arizona. Uh, Bobby, like, you know, again, they're, they're projected to score 33 points. They score that many points basically every single week. If you roster Mahomes, I don't know if there's a week where he disappointed you. Uh, tricky part is the salary, but it's still not that expensive. You know, 7.2K is pretty fair. Uh, they should absolutely roast Arizona. I think they're like 16 or 17-point favorites. It's more of a question of, like, you know, do they pump the brakes at a certain point? Do they show him mercy? Does he not, like, play much of the fourth quarter? They kind of grind it out in the fourth quarter. Did he already get his anyway? Does it not matter at that point? How are you handling Patrick Mahomes? And, sure, let's talk about the Kansas City offense as a whole. Yeah, I mean, Hunt's price is ridiculous. So it's probably worth it. You compare it with the Chiefs defense if you want to. I don't think that's the route I'm going to take. Um, I, I might stay a little bit away from this one, except for some of the secondary receiving pieces. Maybe take a shot on Tyreek Hill because I could see a couple big plays easily happening. But mostly I like secondary receivers still against Arizona. Same thing as always. Um, although they're lining up all over the place, I guess. Um, to be honest, this game didn't really jump out at me in any real way. Uh, the Chiefs are a team that you, you – yeah, there's – often you don't need the guys because they're price and ownership. So I try to avoid them a little bit just because they have to do so much and they do, but I'm just not in love with this spot. I think they're going to be able to, this game's going to be over at halftime. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm getting like a real three quarters out of people. I really feel like this is going to be like the easiest lot. I, I mean, I don't know of the season. And yeah, they'll great. You're taking also, but, uh, great. You're taking also Patrick Peterson. Does he shadow? Is he going to be on like Tyreek? Is he going to use I think he just takes, like, one spot, right? Basically, that's what he's been doing as far as this season. Do we yeah. care about that? Yeah, I need to look into it a little bit more, and that might affect it a little bit. Honestly, I think Sammy Watkins maybe end up being the better play in this one. Um, but why would you pay up for Mahomes when you have a guy with a better touchdown percentage in Ryan oh, Fitzpatrick at 5,900? Yeah, Washington likes to run the ball, uh, kind of kill the clock. I'm, I'm, you know, they got a pretty decent defense. I don't know. I mean, sure, he's, he's in plays in the conversation. What did sure. Matt Ryan do against him this last week? Oh, you're, you're pointing to the scoreboard? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean uh, Fitzpatrick is going to throw regardless. 
and he's going to throw a lot and he's going to throw a pick. They're going to pick it off and, and take it all the way down the field, score a touchdown, and then he's going to have to come back and Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to put up 400 yards. You don't think Tampa's just going to establish the run in week 10? They're not going to say, hey, you know, I have an idea. Let's run the ball 40 times. I mean, they tried to do it a little bit in this last game, and they're like, no, let Fitzpatrick throw in. They almost came back. It was a beautiful thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick and Blake Bortles are falling off a cliff. Who do you reach for and save first? I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's smart enough to help me figure out how to save Bortles, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bortles grabs him by the beard or something, so they both survive. Um, Jared Goff is 6-1, guys. Versus, I mean, Seattle's better defensively than I anticipated. I was kind of wrong on that one. I thought that'd be completely dreadful. But Goff, Bobby, that seems too cheap at 6-1, no? You know, yeah, it is. And I like that game a little bit anyway. I also sort of like the Rams' defense on the flip side of it. I know that's a weird one, but I do think that, uh, you know, I could see it going very badly for Seattle as well. Um, but I, I just think it's a – want to be a part of these Rams games like the, the, playing in this environment that they that they create just by how fast they score and the pressure they put on you and how you have to really come out and try everything against them and I, I just think that you gotta you gotta be interested in these spots um yeah I'm sorry I got a little distracted by the NBA for a second Classic. <laughs> uh, Grant uh, you know play the role of a uh, you know you know save him as, as if he was Blake Bortles um I mean Jared Goff is not really that great of a play this week. They're going to be ahead. He's probably not going to have to throw as much. I mean, we've seen this a few times before when they're just running the ball. Like, he could he could go for 40. He very well could go for 40. He very well could go for 14. It's not a safe play, and they should absolutely have some tournament exposure to him, but the better play here is Gurley. Um, they're also not going to be on the field as much. Seattle, I don't – it doesn't matter what the situation is. Seattle's going to be running the ball, and they're going to be running the ball a lot. So uh, even if Car- Chris Carson doesn't play, they have no problem with just going with Mike Davis. They're going to be dumping the ball off to the running back a decent amount, regardless of who plays. It's going to be a slower-paced game, and I get that the first game of the season, they ended up putting up 33 points. And I think Seattle put up 30. But this is likely to be a slower-paced game. There's just other quarterbacks I'd rather go with. Why would I go with Goff when I can go with Fitzpatrick for 200 cheats? Being a parent can be really challenging. It's normal to feel uncertain about whether you're doing the right things to raise healthy and happy children. That's why Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them build confidence in their parenting journey. Everyone deserves to have someone they can turn to for support with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. By the way, if you're into DVOA numbers, uh, Seattle is the second uh, best defense according to DVOA, and specifically against the pass, they are third. Against the run, they are sixth. And I, I've got to kind of bleed into a, a girly conversation, which we'll talk about soon enough. But you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, if you kind of scroll down on DK. Like earlier was just kind of earlier in the year, uh, most guys were in between like five five and seven K. Like they're just trying to tempt you with Derek Carr four seven. <laughs> Once again. Uh, Nathan Pierman's 4K. <laughs> the defense he was playing against last week, the Bears are more expensive than the quarterback, which I don't think we've ever seen that before on DK. Of course, the Bears have 25% of my, one out of my four lineups this week. Oh, no. oh my gosh. <laughs> it, wasn't even, it wasn't even that bad of an experience, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, 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 what I did was I played I played Julio, Hopkins, and, and um, unfortunately, oh, that's a good um that was the unfortunate one which you know feeling can let, let us down once um you guys are gonna have to pick this one up for one second because i gotta just step away for just a second all right good luck sure thing it turns out adam Thielen's actually human he didn't i you know we always say he starts with 13 points he starts with a three-point bonus and 100 yards and you give him a touchdown sometimes too but he just didn't get there last week unfortunately uh the one week that Diggs did not play uh, Grant, other quarterbacks that kind of jump out for you that uh, are kind of interesting. By the way, if you look at the, the totals this week, last week we had one of the biggest totals like in like 15 years or something like that as far as the Marlins and uh, the Rams. H- have you looked at the total of Buffalo and the Jets? Have you seen that uh, just yet? What is it, 34? <laughs> it's not 34. It's a little bit more than that. Uh, last place, yeah, last I saw it was 36 on a hook. Uh, but, I mean, is there – 
And, you know, I guess we'll talk. It's actually, well, you know what? When we talk about running backs, I think it's at least worth talking about the Jets' backfield because they are super, super cheap. Uh, you have other quarterbacks that kind of uh, that are on your list. We'll talk about Cincinnati in a second, too, as far as the loss of A.J. Green, which that's a big hit. No, we need Bobby for that because he's probably doing a victory lap. Isn't, uh, wasn't that his big call at the beginning of the year? I'm sure he saw A.J. Green was just not going to play. Uh, other quarterbacks, what do you have for me, Grant? If I mean, Philip Rivers going up against Oakland. Oakland is one of the most we, – we just saw what Nick Mullins did, like – very clearly, they're not a good defense. Um, and San Diego, or sorry, L.A. Chargers are oh boy. Um, fine with really running up the score on a lot of guys. I could see Phillip Rivers going for one of his 400-yard games. And, I mean, Melvin tends to take away a lot of the touchdowns that uh, the Chargers score. But he can get it done through the receiving game, too. I could see Rivers going off for a huge game here. Um Dalton without Green. Uh, Sorry about makes, that, back whenever. It's all good. Dalton without Green, uh, potentially like a lot more of his focus goes on the other wide receiver, so it becomes a decent stacking spot considering they're going to be coming from behind in all likelihood against this game against New Orleans. Um, other than that, I mean, Matt Ryan versus Cleveland probably should draw low ownership. There's a top with all those guys here. We already mentioned Alex Smith. Um, Baker Mayfield going against one of the worst defenses in the league at just 5,400 when there's a chance he may end up firing 50 passes in this game. I mean, he's done over 40, what, four of his seven starts, and he's only had less than 34 once. He could end up throwing the ball enough to really pay off his price there. I mean, all he needs to do is get a few touchdowns. And with Duke Johnson getting 10 catches and two touchdowns, it's going to be easy. Is that a stack you like? Uh, I know it's a question that I don't know the answer to, but I imagine you like the Duke and then uh, Baker Mayfield stack. Yeah, Duke, Baker, and Landry. You can throw all three of them in together. Can I throw one more name out there? We were talking about the dumpster diving. Uh, Bobby, and feel free to chime in on any quarterbacks that kind of pop for you, but um, Marcus Mariota's 4-7 versus the Patriots. Got a score. Going to be playing catch-up in theory. I'm into it. Okay. Spot on analysis. <laughs> I need to I need to think about it more before I because I hate Marcus Mariota and I always yeah, talk. We about all it. do. Um, I've always said that I've never understood why people come on. Let's go, Carl Anthony Towns. Let's go. He's got rushing upside. Like he had ten uh, ten carries on Monday Night Football, which is nice to see. He ran a touchdown, yeah, yeah, which is nice to see. Fantasy play for sure. It's just weird for me to say that out loud. You got anybody else? I'd rather play quarterback or. Uh, I'd rather play yeah. Alex Smith and, and play one of these other weird spots. Like, look, <coughs> excuse me, I've got a little bit of a cough. Um, Smith, Goff, Wilson, I like those guys. And I, I, as much as we say we don't need to pay up for quarterback, I just don't mind eating. Like, I usually feel like I can find savings elsewhere these days. And I think I can this week as well. So I'm willing to just take those guys. And actually, they're cheap enough. Can you find savings at running back? Who kind of jumps off the board for you at running back? I know we talked about Duke Johnson's kind of a cheap play, obviously that we're uh, definitely into, or if it's a, at worst, we're intrigued by. But he seems like a really interesting play this week, you know, coming off a game where he caught, what, nine or ten passes. We think that's going to be uh, kind of the status quo going forward under the new uh, regime there in Cleveland. And, of course, uh, the perfect matchup to, to keep that uh, momentum going there against Atlanta and their tendency to yield catches to uh, running backs. Uh, Gurley, by the way, his, he got another price dip. I know he wasn't a monster day. Uh, Grant, he only had, what, one touchdown, I believe? Uh, which, touchdown variance, there you go. Somewhere Derek Carr, he's yeah, no way, yeah, on no you. way that – well, he said he can't average a touchdown per game, so it's already <laughs> done, by the way, eight weeks into the season. Just saying. Uh, 9.4K, Todd Gurley. Thoughts? Me? Um, it's tough. Yeah. To but it's worth it. I don't think you have to. The problem is a lot of these other running backs are getting priced up a little bit. We have Connor there at 8.3K. We have Melvin at 9K. So the the price increase up to Gurley is not too much. And it's not nearly enough where it's not worth it. Uh, like you got other guys in the mid-tier that you can go with, Zeke or McCaffrey or Mixon. Um, all the oh, boy. Uh, Grant, I got, I got to cut you off. You, you, you have the Thursday through through Monday slate open. Zeke's not in the slate and Connor's not in the slate. Well, you shut your <laughs> mouth, Dean. Oh, gosh, yeah. I, I, I pressed the wrong button here. Whoopsie doodle. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I guess that changes things. Uh, Hunt, though. 
hunts there at eight five. That's a little tough to pay nine hundred less for Hunt than you do for Gurley. Although he should be more involved in the games, so it's likely be going from ahead. Although it looked like Ware was getting a little bit involved in this last game. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's it's if you're spending up, in all likelihood, this is a week where you should be spending up on Todd Gurley. Um, where last week it was a little bit more debatable. Uh, aren't you're always a Melvin Gordon truther, aren't you? Isn't he your guy? I no, I'm a Eckler truther. Oh, that's right. That's right. You're a contrarian when it comes to Melvin Gordon. I mean, Melvin, like, we're starting to see how good he is. Uh, Mike McCoy made him look so bad for so many years in comparison to how good he was. And then the first half of the season last year, they were just using him terribly, running on first down every single time and making him look drastically inefficient. But the guy can do great things in the receiving game. And obviously, they're dumping the ball off to running backs more this year than they were last year, I believe. Um, Melvin's good. It's just, like, I guess it's a tournament pivot off of Gurley. You can do it. They're likely to be ahead. They're likely to be running later on in the game. Oakland's defense is just horrible. Uh, Gordon could end up with three touchdowns in this game. I mean, how many times has he gotten over 30 points this season? One, two, three, four. Four out of seven games? I mean, like, just playing the odds numbers, people aren't going to play him at all, and people are going to play a ton of Gurley. You could realistically go with Melvin instead of Gurley, I guess. Kamara got a big price bump. We talked about it last week, how the egregious price, what was he, 7K or 7.3 last week, which was just goofy. This is the guy we paid 10K for last year uh, in that matchup at a 60 total in a, in a team that was going to stay with him as far as pace, as far as the score. Uh, now he's 8-7. Uh, well, what, what is your assessment? Uh, Bobby, let's bring you in here. I know you're kind of sort of watching the game. Like, jump back on the pod for a second and tell us uh, – you know, your assessment as far as the elite running backs this week. I'm sorry. I missed the last part of what you said. The elite running backs this week? Oh, I, I, um, I, I'm not going to play Gordon. Uh, I, I actually think that I have, like, a little bit of weird interest in Eckler, but, like, I know it's crazy, but I still think there's going to be a week like this where he goes nuts. Um, uh, yeah, I think that I, I want to play Gurley and then the Seattle passing game a little bit. Like, um I, I don't think you have to by any means, uh, but I'm not like in love, like with the pricing of a lot of the high end guys. And I feel like in that case, I've been in love girly. Um, so that's sort of how I feel this week. I will play David Johnson. I think that there's still, I believe yeah. there's upside for him to catch a ton of passes. Like um, I'll take a shot there for sure. And then the Cleveland running backs, I think are both interesting still early in the week. Um, Tevin Coleman also, um, these are just the guys who jumped out to me, but I haven't really. Is there one week where you're like, man, I wish I would have rostered David Johnson like the entire season. Has that happened? I don't think no, so. No, 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 no. But it's a new coach and we're going with, you know, we didn't, we wouldn't have said that about Larry Fitzgerald and then he put up 30 um, and he was 4,400. So let's, uh, let's take a shot at David Johnson who could end up getting a ton of work in a game against, you know, Kansas City is like – He might not even play full garbage time, though, if this game blows out like three or four touchdowns. No, or he'll play full garbage time. He probably will play at least like more than you'd think, I think. I think they have to play okay. for something. And then we skipped over uh, Mixon. Uh, the, the, the uh, you know, A.J. Green going down. Does that hurt Mixon? And I think Bernard's actually on track to play as well. So a couple like things we have to sort through there, Grant. Yeah, if, if Bernard's in there, then you don't play Mixon. It's that simple. Um not a great spot for him. He should eat into his target share a little bit. Uh, I know that New Orleans is not the worst run defense, or not the best run. No, never mind, they're second against the run. I got L.A. and Saints mixed up, so they're going to be passing a lot more. Could see more pass work from Mixon this game, but it's still not going to be worth it. 7.7, we can go up to Kareem Hunt, Kamara, go down to James White, I think is a much, much better play than Mixon is, even if Sony Michelle comes back. James White has still been crushing all season long. Uh, Cordell Patterson, <laughs> running back, which is so weird. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think we, can, we can't play Cordell Patterson, right? I think that's not something they can Tony Michelle will be back and Patterson will be phased out. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like Michelle's not helped. I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows? We're just guessing. And uh, nonetheless, he's, he's just not really going to um, – yeah, he's, I, I'm not really on Patterson at, at 4K unless something dramatic happens. So, Grant, last week, one of the guys we were talking about as a cheapie was Elijah McGuire. You're waiting for the Elijah McGuire breakout game. The Jets, they have nothing left to play for. They have this dreadful game here against Buffalo. It's, we talked about the total of 36. 
But uh, I want to say I, I pulled up the PFF earlier before the show, Pro Football Focus. I was checking out the uh, number of snaps. I'm pretty sure he had the most snaps amongst the three running backs. Uh, and he's super, super cheap still. Of course, Buffalo, not the worst defense, but like their offense puts them in such bad predicaments that maybe they turn the ball over a couple times in the red zone. And uh, McGuire, Powell, any of these guys as cheap he's doing anything for you in the Jets? Or it's just like the game is so gross, you can't even be bothered. I, I really like McGuire this week. So it's an interesting scenario. But remember correctly, uh, Buffalo gives up more like targets to opposing running backs and more receiving work to opposing running backs than the majority of teams in the league. So it's a place where you can target. And Elijah McGuire is a fairly good receiving back, or at least he was in the past with that ball out of in there. He's going to be taking over that role. There's no way that Cannon should be in the game pretty much at all um, with McGuire coming back in. So 3400 is just way too darn cheap for him, considering that it could end up being a 50-50 workload here with McGuire. And, I mean, look at what Powell did in the offense. And, like, yeah, I mean, I could see a big game for Elijah McGuire here. It's low scoring, so they're going to be running the ball and doing dump-offs. They're not going to be coming from behind too much, but they're not going to be ahead too much. This is going to be just a complete and total trash game. But Cohen didn't do too much last week, and then that's just because they were co- they were ahead the entire time. So they're just running the ball with Howard this week. It's different, so I could see McGuire being heavily involved in this game. I could see him with five, six, seven catches, which with and a touchdown maybe with his price. That's just insane value there. Yeah, he's pretty interesting. He had five targets last week. If you pull up the uh, the snap count, they had sixty six total snaps there for the Jets last week. Uh, Cannon had seven. Uh, Crowell had 23 and McGuire had 36 of the 66. It's kind of interesting. Bobby, what are your thoughts? you have any thoughts as far as the cheapies here for New York? Mildly interesting, but I'm not, I think I'm just going to stay away from it. I think it's done me more harm than good this year, even though I know there's spots. Maybe I'll change my mind by the end of the week, but for right now, I'm just looking elsewhere. Bobby, open up uh, wide receivers. Uh, so uh, I guess we got to start with AJ Green being down. Uh, you know, how does this change the passing game for Cincinnati? Like it's just, uh, what, what jumps out for you, if anything, here against New Orleans? Well, I mean, I like Boyd anyway. I actually think that Boyd might even be a better receiver. We don't know yet. Um, does it help him or hurt him? Like, I know it's a goofy question, but, like, now the defense is going to key on a little more, I would assume. Yeah, to be honest, I'm not overwhelmingly in love with it. I actually think that the Saints aren't as bad as they see have seemed so far. They've had some tough matchups, and they've been – a little bit better for the most part of late. Like, I mean, it's hard to judge anybody. It's the Rams, so you can't really factor that. It's hard for them. I mean, they've had some tough ones, and they play a lot. You know, they give up a lot more at home, and they score a lot more at home. Uh, I think this game is going to be a little bit of a letdown, so I'm avoiding it uh, a lot more than most people. I think I might switch on to something on Cincinnati later in the week, but I really am just not, like, in love with anything this week for some reason. Grant, what's your take here? Boyd, 7.5K on DK. Uh, it's a tough price to pay for him, um, but like they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. They're going to be coming from behind. I will end up with some shares of them, but they're just other guys that I'd rather end up going with a wide receiver that are slightly more or slightly less than him. I mean, honestly, what are the odds that he outscores Tyreek Hill or Keenan Allen, who are both cheaper than them? Um, Allen, I know that he's been a little bit not great this season, uh, but there's this is going to be a lot of passing in this game. And Allen actually had a decent game this last week. Finally got over 100 yards, and he is due for some positive touchdown regression here. I think on the season, he only has six targets in the red zone. But they've been focusing so much on Melvin every single time. I think it's going to revert a little bit more towards them. Um, I really like him. You can go with Devontae Adams. You can go with Michael Thomas. You can go with Julio Jones, who – Look at him. He finally caught a touchdown. Good for him. It only took him over half a season. Bravo. He almost got tackled, by the way. He almost got tackled like the one. It was, he had to really fight his way to get in there. Uh, John Ross coming off the – they're saying he might be healthy coming out of the bye at 3-9. Like, I know he's been a disappointment this season. This is like season-long guys were on John Ross to some degree. Like, we don't talk season-long. You know, it's just DFS. All we care about is this week. And, you know, the opportunity is there for a wide receiver, too, to step up for Cincinnati. I don't know. Like he's he's kind of a home run hitter. Sure. John Ross can be kind of sort of interesting here. Three nine. That's your kind of guy, Bobby, isn't it? A John Ross? No, no, no. I, I'm into I'm into the idea of it. Like I just don't know. I have to look into it more throughout the week and even see if he really legitimately will be the number two receiver. Even, um, 
So I, I just, I just am not, you know, I have to see where I'm at for, I completely get the idea behind it as of Monday, but I just have to look further into it. And we have to know more like about who else is running routes for the Steven practice. Yeah, the Detroit guys, like they were super disappointing last week. But I don't know if you guys watched that Detroit Minnesota game, but like Matthew Stafford was just getting swallowed. Like every, he had no chance in the pocket. Just Minnesota must've got like, I don't know, 10 sacks or so something goofy, something silly like that. Uh, you know, I know Jones, people were on a lot. Galladay, people were on a lot. Myself included, I had tears of both. And both uh, severely disappointed. Now they got the Bears. Uh, Grant, is this a bounce-back game? Or is this just like, hey, let's just keep playing the Bears defense because Detroit's done so? Yeah, I think it's mostly Detroit's done so. I do think you can go with Marvin Jones or Galladay just by sheer volume. I know they were absolute trash last week, and Minnesota was a good defense, and the Bears are a better defense this year. Um, but when, anytime you're getting that much volume to a very specific group of wide receivers, then you can go, absolutely roll with them at any given time. They burned so many people this last weekend that I'm guessing they aren't going to be nearly as highly owned. So I don't have a problem with either of them, but Bears D is definitely in play. You got a thought here, Bobby, as far as the tort receivers? Uh, anybody else off the board that we haven't talked about just yet as far as receivers? Maybe a cheapie that's uh, worth throwing a dart at at this point. Uh, the Rams receivers, we usually talk about them a ton. We haven't brought them up at all just yet. All three of them certainly always in play. Uh, where are you at as far as receivers as of a Monday night? Yeah, I sort of am interested in, in, in treating my receivers a little bit with some of my stacks like this week. Like, I think that I'm going to take some shots on some of these Seattle receivers. The pricing is easy. Um, and I, I just think that they're going to, you know, this is like a big game for them. Um, so I, and I, I sort of like that this game. So that's sort of what I was looking at so far. I haven't really dug so far deep into it. Like you can find value. And I think one of the John, you know, the Rosses or the Dotsons or uh, I think Deshaun Jackson by 4,900 is a steal. Um, he's a guy I'm going to play a ton of. I think people will be off of him, And I, I think that I'm going to load up on it. Um, uh, I still like Michael Thomas, even against, you know, in, against Cincinnati, even though I'm not scared about that game. And one guy, who's had some monster games against this team in the past, who everyone's going to forget about is Keenan Allen. And I like Keenan Allen quite a bit. Yeah. By the way, T.Y. Hilton, uh, he's 5.7K. It's just, I don't know when we last time we saw T.Y. Hilton at 5.7K on DK. I did not even notice that, but he is going against Jacksonville, who's yeah fresh this year. But he's on the turf. You know, I like him on the, I like him on the turf uh, at home. Uh, you know, kind of a home run hitter. He's, he's obviously disappointed a lot. I think he's left at least, at least one or two games. Uh, maybe he's healthy coming off the bye. I assume he's good to go. Um, you know, kind of a fragile guy. Uh, not he's a big up there in red zone targets this year, too. I think he has 11. I think he's got to be in the conversation of nothing else as far as tournaments. But 5-7 uh, for T.Y. Hilton is just sort of weird to see. Just kind of scrolling through the, uh, the wide receiver list. Uh, you guys got anything else that's worth talking about as, as receivers? We can talk about some tight ends, which is always up. Calvin Benjamin. What? Calvin Benjamin. No. 3,400. 10 targets no. last week. Did He's not do well still. <laughs> He's so terrible. You don't want to play Calvin Benjamin. Rashard Perryman. If it was target per dollar, like Zay Jones and Kevin Benjamin would be odds of this game, but it's not what the game was. Perriman got some work this last week. They incorporated him a little bit in the running game. Um, he had six targets. He's not good, but uh, he is still a Browns wide – he may be the second best Browns wide receiver, maybe. By the default? Well, Duke yeah. Johnson's the second best. or not, no, Maybe he's the best. I, don't know. I said wide receiver, not receiver. Different. All right, fair enough. You want to get all technical on me. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, I, I think when Rashard Perryman and, and Kelvin Benjamin come up, I think it's time to move off the position. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> so, Bobby, talk to me about tight end this week. Uh, we, we, did, we did kind of brush on if, uh, you know, if Reed's not good to go, you can get 2.8K Vernon Davis. It's as chalky as ever, man. He's going to be super, super uber chalk uh, against Tampa. And, like, I'm, I'm probably going to be there, too. I'm not going to be happy about it, but at least in my cash games for sure. But uh, give me somebody, Bobby, as far as tournaments. How, how do you get away from a potentially chalky Vernon Davis? You could play, like, Ben Watson. Um, I think it's a reasonable tournament play. 
Uh, I think Ricky Seals Jones is going to have a big day at one point, and I'm going to take a shot um, just based on the targets. I know that nothing's come through, but I just like, you know, against that chief secondary. Stack that game up. You like, you like Johnson and you like Ricky Seals Jones, man. Stack it up. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm starting. You know what? Maybe I might do that a little bit. Oh, actually. Bobby, Thanks, bad idea. <laughs> it says the man who likes Melvin Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, it actually makes it even seem like a worse idea or a better idea. I don't know which it actually does. Um, oh my goodness, this is really hurting me right here. Grant, um, what are you I'm doing sorry. as far as tight ends? Oh, do you have anybody else uh, that you want to fire out there? No, no, I got a little stuck on the the NBA, the NBA CSS. Classic basketball. <laughs> um, <laughs> So Jack Doyle's interesting at 4-3. We kind of forgot about him because of all the Ebron love, but he's still getting a ton of targets from his quarterback, Andrew Luck. And Jacksonville defense obviously isn't what it has been in the past. Um, there's, like all the other guys in that range, Njoku, Burden, Hooper, have all done well at times. Uzoma could be in for a big, big workload this weekend. Uh, with well, Two catches? I mean – so AJ hurt Green, last week, by the way, or two weeks ago, he got hurt. For what it's worth, I'm not, assuming not, better, but uh, yeah. he didn't practice today. I guess he, I think he should be available, but if not, then oh gosh, I don't. I guess it kind of has to be Boyd is the only guy to throw to. Um, Nick Vanette going up against the Rams, likely to be throwing a little bit more later on in the game. The Seahawks will be. Uh, Rams are not great versus the tight end, and Vanette's there at 2,700. This last week, they I think he ended up with seven, eight targets in the game. I think he ended up with a touchdown. Dixon had a touchdown the week before, so the Seahawks have always been a team that have been willing to target their tight ends in the red zone. Um, so I could see Vanette end up with a decent game or a big game uh, in comparison to his price, and he's $100 cheaper than Clay. Obviously, we have Kelsey there at the top. O.J. Howard's price is way too big. If I'm paying up for tight end, it's probably going to be – if Reed's out, then it's going to be Jared Cook uh, going up against the Chargers. Going to be throwing a lot. Chargers are not great versus the tight end, speaking of Bennett crushing this last weekend. So I could see Jared Cook in for a big game, who has more 30-point games than any tight end, I think, in the league right now. If, if that's still true, I'm not sure, Dean. I'm not sure. Is that a chop fact or is that a real fact? I don't know. We don't have time to. Uh, I, I don't know if any other tight end has two 30 point games this season. Uh, man, it's a wasteland once again. Like, I, I mean, last week I was just, I paid up for Kelsey in some spots just because, you know, you feel good about Kelsey, obviously. You don't feel good about the rest of these guys. Howard, of course, smashed last week. Um, you know, it feels like a, I don't want to say a chase, but they definitely bumped the price up. Now he's 5.3K. And Joku, you know, super talented guy, but he, he's disappointed more of late. But uh, for sure, I think he's in play. Oh boy! I mean, I'm a, it's a weird. I'm in a weird spot where in my head I'm like rooting for Jordan Reed not to play so I can play Vernon Davis and just. I'm rooting for to play so I can play Jordan Darn Reed. That's how I am. That's exactly how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can play him for a quarter and a half until he taps out. Well, that, that's what they, they said him on the own. Yeah, over I mean, it was going up against Tampa Bay, he could have ten catches in the quarter and a half. <laughs> man oh i can't believe alex smith is somebody we're talking about but that's uh by proxy at least uh, anybody else here at tight end bobby you have for us or shall we just uh, move on and just you know hold our nose and get out of here let's get out of here <laughs> bobby, bobby wants bobby to watch, watch basketball <laughs> <laughs> do, do, you want to give us an update bobby or how are you doing right now you know I'm in second place by 4.7 to 5 points with eight minutes to go. Sorry, with eight minutes to go, um, seven and a half minutes to go. But I'm probably going to get caught by the guy who's in first place also with one of his other million lineups. I only played four lineups tonight. Um, chess is okay. I'm looking good for a high finish. I still need a little bit more. I think I might be in first place hopefully by the end of this show. Um, we'll see. We wish you luck. Uh, let's see, Grant. Uh, first, first game stack that kind of jumps out to you. I know you said earlier that like you're not really sure if that's the route you're going to take, but uh, if you are going to game stack something, what's like the first one that kind of jumps to you on a Monday night? Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay and Washington. Fitz Magic with Howard. I already said that one. I already said that one. I've been talking about Fitz Magic this entire show. Pay less attention to basketball. Bobby. 
<laughs> Bobby wants to stack cat for somebody. Uh, Bobby, do you have a second game? You no, follow? I just want him to be alone. Um, <laughs> I said I mentioned the Seattle Ram- the Seattle Rams game. I think is interesting, and obviously I have a little bit of interest in that game environment in Kansas City. Even you know, it's not that I'm saying stack it up exactly, but like. I think that you could play these guys just on volume for how many times they're probably are going to have to throw the ball and just how much usage they might get um, against a team that can be pretty soft defensively. So I think it's interesting. All right. Uh, do we have to come up with our bold calls now? Let's do our, let's do our bold calls for the week. Uh, we got to knock out some, uh, some of the tweets, I guess. So Grant, we're going to punish, but this is the end of the podcast, right? Is this the end of the, uh, the actual football analysis? Now we're going to get this nonsense. Yeah. It's uh, been a good time. All right, shenanigans. We got Grant's rant. We got uh, our quest of the week, and we have um, well, the, the Twitter. Uh, you know, the, the tweets are consequences, which I guess Bobby's going to pay. And I, I, I'm going to go on record, Bobby. I, I feel like you shouldn't be punished, but uh, that's you know, they, these aren't my rules. I mean, we need I to keep like the punishment, but it's going to be nicer. The timing of this is so bad right now. Of all of this, I just need to let's can we just like let's just get this going. <laughs> Gosh, Bobby's Bobby's just gonna like you're gonna pull like who was the guy that left the game at halftime for uh, was the Bills? F this, I'm <laughs> retiring. <laughs> just gonna walk out of the podcast. Uh, well, what position are we focusing on? Well, do, do you want to take uh, Calvin Benjamin as your uh, as your play of the week there, uh, Grant? Or what I was gonna say on? I want I really want Fitz Magic. Okay, Fitz Magic's by five nine. All right. Uh, where were you at, Bobby, in a, in a similar range? We'll, we'll do a point per dollar, but you have a quarterback that you're feeling pretty confident about? Uh, my quarterback we, – did we do the quarterbacks already? Uh, it's bold call. Darn it, Bobby. Just pick a quarterback. You said you like golf, right? Um, oh, but for my bold call quarterback, I, I'll go with uh, Russell Wilson. Ooh. Ooh. I want a bold – Bold call. I don't want any more nonsense given people, you know, like just the obvious plays. Let's let's give him some Patrick. It should be obvious, but people keep making the mistake. I like I like that call too. I like your call. It wasn't a mistake to not play Fitzpatrick because there were such a you know Goff and Breeze uh, and Mahomes. Like there was a group of five. He was in the group of five. I don't think it was a mistake not to play any of those guys. Like as long as you have one of those five, essentially you're good to go. Um, all right, so Wilson, Fitzpatrick, who's sort of – Does that mean – Yes. Yeah, you know, you have to take that means. I guess I have to take Goff. I don't really like – No, you have to take I don't Alex like Smith. <laughs> no, I don't I, – you're not forcing Alex Smith on me. <laughs> that is not – you start making the tweet, you know, and as you're handing me Alex Smith because uh, I almost wish one of you guys would have taken it out. All right, I'm going to take Alex Smith just for fun. Just oh, Okay. How about that? How about that's my punishment for this week? I'm, I'm already going to have to deal with a painful basketball sweat. Like, how about that? Right, 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 yeah, 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 we'll, we'll give you – just because you took Alex Smith, we'll, we'll, we'll let off next week. But if you lose next week, I've got some good ones. He's playing Tampa. This isn't uh, like – people are going to play Alex Smith this week. This isn't he's like still Alex Smith, though. They're correct to be yeah. playing him. That's yeah, a fair, it's a fair re- rebut. That's a fair retort. Um, all right, so I will take uh, – you know what? I'll be a little bit bold. I guess I don't know if this is bold or not, but I'll take a similar price point as Alex Smith. Baker Mayfield? Ooh, I like it. I need a cheapie. I'm not sure how good Baker Mayfield is. Wait, was. we're going to say Alex Smith is bad, and then you're going to say Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield has been awful. Baker Mayfield is better than Alex Smith. Well, he's not, Mayfield, he's You know what? His potential is to be better. The reality is, I bet you Alex Smith has a chance to have a better career than Baker Mayfield. I mean, yeah. Alex Smith had some good years. I mean, his coaches and teams had good years. Thanks to Last Andy year, Reed. seven games into the season, he was the MVP favorite, wasn't he? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> Andy Reid was the MVP favorite. Yeah. That's sure. I'm not saying Kareem Hunt was the MVP favorite. It's, I, right. I just, let's, it's funny. So we're, we're locking in. Uh, final answer, Grant. Who are you locking in? Fitz. It's always been Fitz. Bobby? So we've been fits. I'll take Alex Smith on the other side so me and Greg can duke it out. Too bad we can't do it the old fantasy aces style and just play them both. Oh, gosh, I missed that. Well, two quarterbacks. Yeah, that was kind of fun, wasn't it? Shout out to Fantasy yeah. Aces. Pouring out for Fantasy Aces. Um, and I guess, uh, I, guess I, got, I got BM, Baker Mayfield. Um, <laughs> oh, right, he so, brought it back. He brought back the initials. It's called a callback. 
so Grant, give us a give us your rant this week. I don't know. I just went through my texts and stuff because I I went down to Dave and Buster's. By the way, a fantastic place to go and watch some football. But just weird things kept happening to me all day. I saw this. I showed the video to Dean because he wanted to see it. This lady just handing out flyers naked in the middle of downtown LA, which I think I've seen her naked before. That was very strange. Um, people started hooking up on the train right in front of me, and the guy was staring me straight in the eye. It, it was just a weird day. And then some guy fell asleep on the train, not on top of the seat, but on top of like, you know where you put the bags? He, he fell I forget there's a, train, there's, a, there's a train in L.A.? I forget that's a thing. There's a lot of trains. There's trains everywhere. There's yeah. trains in every big MSA in the U.S. By the way, you framed that in a way. You said Dean wanted to see. I didn't know what the video was, but you said I'll just show <laughs> I didn't specifically say, Grant, show me that picture of the naked lady now. I need to see it. Like that's – you so, were framing that. So I turned off the basketball game. I don't have it on right here in front of me. Something must okay. have happened here. Like now that we're going to show up, like because there's it says foul and it's been stuck on this for five and a half minutes. There's already been double T's assigned twice today, I think, at least once. Um, You're not going to believe so it, but Patrick Beverly's Hopefully, Taj Gibson. Am I right? It's Wait, Taj was I right, Gibson. Gibson. Yeah, I mean, people don't care about this in the podcast, but yeah, there was kind of a, a scrum, and I think uh, a couple of the guys were arguing. I think Harold was involved in it as well, but no, nobody cares about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do about Carl Anthony Towns. I'm two well, points yes, out of first. Yes, if the podcast was specifically just for Bobby. <laughs> hey, I've got people I mean, out there who care about me. <laughs> we're, all rooting, we're, we're all rooting for you, Bobby. I promise. <laughs> but by the story here is like Tuesday afternoon. You're like, what are they even talking about? But uh, nonetheless, um, and some people probably don't even care about basketball. They also listen to football stuff. But um, all right, what, what do we have? Oh, oh so is uh, Bobby going to be forced they to kill stuff? What's the official ruling? Uh, since he used Alex Smith, we're giving him a pass this week. But I already sent you some good ones that the loser's going to have to tweet next week. I don't know if you read them, but they are interested. I think it should be like double or nothing. Like, you know, it should be twice as bad or something. I don't know. Maybe I probably shouldn't say it because I, I'm relying on Baker Mayfield. Like that's not going to end well. I don't. You're relying on a good BM. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> um. So, oh, uh, question of the week last week. Let's knock that out, Grant, before we step aside and get out of here. Let's. That, that's all we have left, right? The question of the week last week and the question of the week this week. Correct. Anything else? I think that's it, and I think the winner. I, I mean, there's a few good ones. There was Will Ferrell, best quote, and one of my favorites, Ricky Bobby. Wake up every morning. I'm, I wake up every morning, piss excellence. Plain and simple, I'm the best around. Um, so that's one. I don't think I he think, says that. You're, I think you're, uh, you're adding product. Well, Dick, you're still, I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I wake up, the, up in the morning, I piss excellence. Yeah, I think we'll take it. really paraphrase that one. I just pulled it up in the comment section. That is uh, one Finn Sanity. That's the PH. Uh, Finn Sanity, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just slide into my DMs on the Twitter machine, slide into my DMs here at Rotor Grinders, and uh, give me, well, uh, I'll make sure you get yourself a, a T-shirt. So I'm not going to chase you down, chase me down, but uh, slide into my DMs, let me know who you are, let me know your existence, and we'll, we'll make it happen as far as the T-shirts. Uh, and Grant, what is our question of the week this week? Uh, in honor of Halloween being last week, Worst Halloween candy that you probably got stuck with this last week, if you're a child. No, or ever. I, I think ever. Like, is it, or how about like the worst one you ever uh, give that give, have given out, or worst one you've ever given out? Gotten like I, I don't know how old some of our listeners are. If they're my age, they've that definitely is. gotten some trash candy, and I know exactly <laughs> I know exactly what my winner is. Very simply, I'm not going to mention it, but there is just one that would piss me off more than anything. Okay, I'm kind of curious what that is, but I have a couple that kind of come to mind as well too. But uh, uh, Bobby, you got anything else for the road besides? Look, Bobby, we, we love you. We're rooting for you. We we hope you the bet uh, that you you finish at the top of this GPP. We've been sweating this entire uh, you know this entire podcast. There's about four minutes left in the game, so we're gonna let you go and uh, watch the end. Hopefully, things will work out for you. And I, I imagine you have nothing for the road. But you just want to go. But uh, tell the people, you know, if there's something you know on your mind as far as the football week coming up, what's your thoughts? Um, yeah, no, I'm excited. Uh, it's going to be a fun week. I'm going to play uh, a little more. I didn't, don't have any obligation this Sunday. So looking forward to another good week. Thanks for tuning in with us. Sorry for my distraction. It's a big spot. And, uh, uh, you know, those are always fun to sweat. So always uh, tough to be distracted. But 
uh, yeah, thanks again for tuning in with us. And uh, yeah, you guys take it away. Bobby, let the people know uh, how you finished. Throw it in the comment section. I'm sure they're going to be wondering. So uh, Grant, give us something of the road before we step aside and get out of here. Um, if you see me on the street corner this weekend, naked handing out flyers, you know where I got the idea. Yeah, and I'm going to insist somebody gets video of that, and I'm going to insist that I can somehow get a hold of it because that's where my brain's at, obviously. Oh, wow, Dean. You really want to make videos of me naked. I see how it is. I am a good-looking guy. George Costanza, and the, uh, he tells us you got to end on a high note. We as ended the podcast clearly on a high note. That's it. That's the pod. Uh, hopefully we set week 10. This is the first look. Again, uh, stay tuned throughout Roto-Grinders, rotogrinders.com. Uh, there will be other podcasts. There will be other podcasts. And we, uh, you know, we give you guys stuff all the way up to uh, the kickoff, up the lock. So with that, he's Grant. He's Bobby. I'm Dean. Enjoy your football this week. We're out of here. Holler! Take it!